Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, December 21st. I'm Rachel Lippman, in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead on the podcast, throughout 2021, St. Louis artists found ways to adapt their work to the demands of the times, even as the coronavirus pandemic raged on. It may not be exactly what you pictured out to be, but it's something, and that something was enough to sustain me, you know, to keep me going. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis and Jeremy Goodwin have a look back at the year in local arts, but first, the news. One of the region's top medical experts is warning that the Omicron variant of the coronavirus can cause serious illness. Data from South Africa initially suggested that Omicron might be milder than previous variants. Dr. Alex Garza is co-leader of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force. He says new information indicates the variant also poses a serious threat. Garza says South Africa's population is younger, and many people there have developed some immunity against the virus from previous exposure. If you look at the European data and the data coming out of England, they're saying that it's not necessarily that much different than the Delta variant, which means equal amount of severity, you know, uh, people are going to be ending up in the hospital. Garza appeared Monday on St. Louis on the Air. The National Hockey League has become the first sports league to pause their season because of a spike in coronavirus cases likely caused by the Omicron variant. The league announced last night that all games scheduled to be played this week will be postponed and rescheduled for a later date. The St. Louis Blues had already had their two upcoming games in Canada postponed because of uncertainty about cross-border travel. They were scheduled to play the Ottawa Senators tonight and the Toronto Maple Leafs on Thursday. Water Economic development and tourism are just some areas of spending Governor Mike Parson is likely to prioritize using federal dollars from the American Rescue Plan Act. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, state officials gave a presentation on Monday outlining just how the state may spend millions of dollars. Missouri will end up receiving more than $2.6 billion as a result of the American Rescue Plan Act. A recent presentation from the state's Department of Economic Development listed seven areas of spending they expect Governor Mike Parson to prioritize. They include infrastructure projects and support to small businesses and nonprofits. Shad Burner with the department says the process for allocating ARPA funding began months ago with the submission of program proposals. The governor's office is in taking all that information that they received from the departments, from the cabinet, and they are prioritizing and finalizing what programs they will put forward um, in the state budget. Even with Parsons' blessing, the state won't begin spending ARPA funds until well into next year. I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. As St. Louis artists and art organizations worked their way through 2021, they improvised past roadblocks created by the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Shows moved outdoors. Masks went off briefly, then back on again. Proof of a COVID-19 vaccination became as essential to entry as a ticket. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin and Chad Davis spoke with artists and arts leaders about how the pandemic continued to affect their work this year and how they're finding a way forward. 2021 showed some improvement in the arts world. There were even moments that felt hopeful. 
like Stefan Deneuve leading St. Louis Symphony Orchestra's free concert in Forest Park in September. My God, that's a fantastic view. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us tonight and to celebrate in music our resilience. President and CEO Marie-Ellen Bernard was there. That alone will probably remain one of the most memorable and moving experiences of our 2021 calendar year. There were other highlights, like the Music at the Intersection Festival, which took over Grand Center for three days in September. Here's two St. Louis artists, Ryan Marquez and Anita Jackson, collaborating at the festival. Transmic Arts Foundation Executive Director Chris Hansen says the city wouldn't issue a permit for an outdoor stage. And social distancing and masking meant no one forgot we were in a pandemic. But it was still a step forward. Having a festival in our likeness is not something a city like us should be living without. It needs a festival that's sustainable, civically supported, and something that puts our regional artists and industry to work. After the relentless bleakness of the year before, when many artists were waiting for the pandemic to end so they could just get back to work. Things in 2021 took on a new rhythm. This year was about artists figuring out ways to do their thing or some version of their thing, while we're still all stuck in this ever-expanding period known as mid-pandemic. Dan St. Louis didn't want to skip its annual festival a second year, so it found an outdoor home for it. The Big Top and Grand Center accommodated fewer dance companies and smaller audiences. But everything was great until it started raining and the stage got slippery. We were making sure the dancers were safe. That's artistic director Michael Utah. If you're doing a classical pas de deux and you got to do incredible amount of turns on points, you know, we'll forgive you if you don't. <laughs> Let's figure out something else that you can do that will be just as attractive to the audience, but it doesn't put you in any possibility of getting hurt. Like those dancers, a lot of artists this year looked around and said, I can't quite do what I used to do right now, but let's see what I can do. At Metro Theatre Company, it was a chance to make the work more accessible. The troupe filmed a bilingual production of Eric Carle's The Very Hungry Caterpillar, complete with audio description for the visually impaired. A goldfish! Goldfish swims down toward black sheep's face, then up and around. Other producers took their work online, too. Daisha Polk, also known as Energy, held her open mic night word up and streamed it online. Greetings all and welcome to Word Up Online. As soon as we rolled that show out, out the gate, we were averaging a thousand views. So it was just like super dope to see so many people tuned in, so many people engaged, lots of comments, lots of shares. So that was big. That was major. And 10 episodes was, <laughs> whew, that was work uh, for me. <laughs> so 2021 had a lot of plot twists, like that moment in the spring when the CDC said it was okay for the vaccinated to go unmasked and live venues started reopening. Musician Javier Mendoza, a.k.a. Hobo Kane, recalls getting back to live gigs. I actually remember playing a show in April and... Uh, the guy who hosted me said, you know, well, it's over. And then back in my head, I was like, I don't think it's over. <laughs> you know? Spoiler alert, the pandemic was not in fact over. No, it was not. 
You know how a lot of people around the country are leaving their jobs? Well, St. Louis artists are also questioning things. Mendoza played a low-profile gig at a golf tournament. The audience talked a lot and disrespected the band. Before the pandemic, he might have just shrugged it off. But now... So it was this moment I went, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. It's something that I realized, you know, right now with my wife's job, I don't necessarily have to survive playing music anymore. He decided to be much more selective about his work. No more covers or golf club gigs. Just the stuff he's passionate about. His own music, which he sings in English and Spanish. Like his song, Esa Mendoza was not the only artist contemplating a life change. Tom Piney of the group Drangus says he knows a lot of musicians who asked themselves this year if they really want to keep at it. Especially musicians who aren't doing music full-time or professionally completely. You know, maybe this is a moment where they kind of question whether or not that's the best path for them because there's unfortunately less and less opportunities. So I, I feel, I'm seeing a lot of people kind of you know, second guessing, and I know I, I do myself sometimes. So here we are at the end of the year. Social distancing at shows is pretty much gone. Most venues require audience members to have the COVID-19 vaccine or at least show a negative test. But coronavirus case numbers are on the rise again because so many people haven't gotten vaccinated. Desha Polk, the force behind Word Up, reminds us that crisis presents the opportunity for change in society and also in an individual's art. It might not be exactly what you picture out to be, but it's something. And that something was enough to sustain me, you know, to keep me going. Our crystal ball is pretty fuzzy right now, and we don't know what lies ahead. But what we've seen in the pandemic so far suggests that St. Louis artists will keep finding ways to bring people together through their creativity. I'm Jeremy Goodwin. And I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. David Cazares was the editor on that piece by Jeremy and Chad. The executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, Shula Newman. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Rachel Lipman, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.